Hey everyone, uh, and welcome to another DeFi Chain community space. Uh, this time we're doing a project spotlight where we take a project building within the DeFi Chain ecosystem and shine a light on what they do and how they're making DeFi Chain better for everyone else. Today we'll be speaking to DeFi Chain domains um, with Leo, and we'll be giving you a rundown into what they do, um, even though you may have guessed by their name already or might be familiar with them, but they've got some exciting stuff to share. So um, just before we do dive in into that, though, um, for those that don't know me, my name is Liam. Um, I'm heading up the marketing slash growth side of DeFi Chain Labs, and today I'm not joined by my usual co-host, Via, but uh, another member of the DeFi Chain Labs team, uh, Florian, who heads up the content. Uh, who'll be helping me out uh, with some asking some questions and diving into uh, DeFi chain domains whilst we're in the space. So please help me welcome F Florian. Uh, Flo, do you want to just give a quick intro into who you are, what you do, and just yeah. a little bit of a quick, a quick bit about your journey into the crypto space for those who might not be familiar with you? Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, uh, as Liam already mentioned, so I'm in uh, the team as well. Uh, responsible for the content on the DeFi chain uh, slash uh, DeFi chain lab site. So whenever you guys go to our blog, um, other mediums like like the newsletter or whatever it is, right? So most of the content there um, comes actually then uh, out of uh, my hand. Um, since when I'm actually in the space, so I actually joined um, or the first time I got in touch with the crypto space was in 2013. Um, and since then, it was a, a roller coaster ride, um, ups and downs, right? Um, a lot of highs and downs. So, yeah, still in there. Decided to um, do this more professionally since three years. And, yeah, still here um, with DeFi Chain. Awesome product uh, project. And, yeah, um, looking forward to the next 60 minutes with Leo. Awesome, mate. Thanks for that. 20, 2013, that's quite some time you've been involved there. It's like, what, 10 years at this yeah. point? <laughs> OT, right? <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ, mate. That's a long time. Awesome. Okay, and with that said, uh, let's get into talking about DeFi chain domains. Um, just one quick thing, one quick final thing before we do, though. Uh, at the end, there'll be a chance for uh, anyone listening to ask questions Um towards the end of the space. So if you do want to ask a question, uh, either please feel free to leave it as a comment uh, via the little comments icon, icon you can see in the space on the bottom right, uh, or request to be a speaker, um, and we'll let you ask the questions directly to Leo. Um, so with that said, please give, help me give a warm welcome to Leo from DeFi Chain, DeFi Chain Domains. There's too many DeFi Chain uh, names going about at the minute. Uh, Leo, before we uh, take a deep dive into uh, DeFi Chain Domains, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're based from, if you're willing to share that information, um, um, what do you do and um, what you do at DeFi Chain Domains? Perfect. Absolutely, Liam. Hi, everyone. Great to meet you all. I'm Leo. I'm originally from Italy, and I'm very excited to be sitting here with you talking about Web3 domains today. Um, I am based in the Netherlands, I work primarily in e-commerce, and the other two associates in the projects are working in a web-free space. I will speak about them later, a bit more in detail. Awesome. That is 
uh, great to hear that you're not the, the only one. So you, you guys are three working on this project. Uh, perfect. Um, so yeah, Leo, uh, tell us a bit about your uh, crypto journey. So since when are you actually in the space? Um, how does your crypto journey look like so far? So yeah, just give us a, a quick rundown uh, uh, about the, the crypto experience you have. Absolutely. So uh, I got into the space uh, around 2020. Uh, so a bit later than yourself, Flo. But um, with the pandemic, being locked down in Singapore back in time and having one of my closest best friends that I'm working with right now on the project, being passionate as well about crypto, I went quickly down the rabbit hole. We started talking about crypto all the time. And then as for everyone, has been a very interesting journey. Some wins, some losses, learn a lot. Got uh, to know a lot of amazing communities as the one we are speaking with here today, the DeFi chain. Um, I believe that the biggest learning that they bring with me is that we need to disrupt the financial system, but also that on the other side, greed is the worst enemy. Look at all the projects that went down in the wrong direction and now for how a market it is, it is time to build, to come back when the market will get stronger in future. As I said, back in time, in 2020, when I jumped into crypto right around the pandemic hit, I started using Cake DeFi. Uh, both also Ste and Fra started using it <clears throat> at the same time, and all the three of us really enjoyed it. Um, on our side, we explore plenty of blockchains out there, uh, but never had the opportunity to meet a community so much involved as this one. Uh, fundamentals are great, team is strong, and we're trying here to build and to bring our humble contribution uh, to grow the blockchain. I think with the new layer one chain, uh, we have a lot of opportunities and uh, we can bring a basic infrastructure as the domains are for our blockchains once EMC is launched. Awesome, awesome. sounds great. Um... I'll tell you what, I'm just going to ask one question off the cuff here. What was your first investment in crypto? And then can you then give us a 30-second elevator pitch into DeFi chain domains? Absolutely, yes. So the, actually, the first investment uh, was 100 euros on Bitcoin on Binance back in time when I opened my account. So very simple, basic on the biggest platform that was up there. The best way that you can start. I yeah, say. nice, nice. That was the same. <laughs> did, you, did you lose those $100 or euros or, or did you times 100 them? To be honest, after putting a lot of money and then going back and forth, I don't know right now, Flo. <laughs> I didn't keep track. <laughs> but, okay, but, so, but so since, you, since you're Italian and the taxes are quite high, most likely you paid everything uh, to the government, right? Because also... <laughs> yeah, no, no, but... <laughs> Without living, not being living in Italy, luckily I can get away from that. So, but then other governments get it right. So it is what it You're is. You're in the right place now, though, living in the Netherlands. No capital gains tax, mate. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, awesome. Anyway, <laughs> so into uh, DeFi chain domains. How about uh, you give us like 30 seconds elevate pitch and then we can really dig deep into that. Absolutely. Imagine you don't have to worry about the wallet's address complexity anymore. Imagine the simplicity of sending crypto between wallets 
just sending it to liam.dfi or flow.dfi. Uh, our service gets read of that endless address uh, once integrated, and you can just relay on your domain. Uh, if I may add other 30 seconds to the elevator pitches. Ooh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, because I'm Italian, Liam, right? So I need to keep talking and uh, I'll uh, stretch it as much as possible. That is true. I have Italian friends. Yes, I'm very aware of that. (laughs) (laughs) The DeFi chain is a domains is a fork of ENS. So it's a complex development, to be honest, but it's of a battle-tested smart contract. We believe in a few things. Domains yours forever, no renting, and that is a Web2 paradigm. And here we are in Web3. And we want to bring utility. Wow, this was already quite a bit technically, especially the the, the last part, right? But I I would like to maybe start a bit, um, yeah, with some easier to understand terms, right? Because I guess most of the the audience here is quite familiar with uh, Web two domains. So basically, um, I don't know when it was. I guess it must have been in the nineties. Uh, when the consortium came up uh, with this idea, instead of using IP addresses, so 15 uh, digits or whatever, uh, it could also, or they could also uh, introduce names to it, right? So the DNS was born, and um, which is basically just mapping names to the IP address. So that's basically what what it is uh, in in the Web two world, right? Um, uh, so using this analogy here. So how would you describe uh, what domain names in the Web3 world, especially uh, DeFi chain uh, domains are actually? Let me make a comparison and uh, work on that comparison that you just mentioned to Web2 domains. So traditional domains in Web2 are simple addresses like our DeFi chain domains.com. But then I like to think that in Web3, are supercharged because they are based on blockchain blockchain technology. You associate that address to your wallet, and then it essentially is the gateway to all applications that you want to use afterwards. On top of that, because you are on blockchain technology, you own that and all data linked to it. Anyone can see the data linked to it because it's on blockchain. However, you can still protect your privacy if you don't want anyone to know that that address is and that wallet is connected to yourself. You are fully in control. And then the most important use case is anytime you do anything, you need a wallet to hold and transfer crypto. Length of crypto addresses, as we said, is quite long and uh, easy to not forget, but to misspell uh, during a transaction. We're betting, every one of us, I think we're betting every time we are uh, transferring cryptocurrencies or NFTs uh, between wallets. But then as a solution to that one, historically, the um, Ethereum name service team came up with Web3 domains. And then they created those other, other smart people created also unstoppable domains also based on Ethereum's. And they proposed a way to substitute your endless address with a readable name as defichain.dfi to avoid these troubles. We are bringing, we aim to bring this concept to uh, DeFi chain domains. 
Wow, okay, that sounds really cool. Pikachu. That sounds really cool for you. Um, so does this actually then mean, um, since, okay, I get this point that it's actually uh, prone to errors and, and, and mistakes, so when you have to key in this long address, for instance, right? So does this then actually mean if I own now such a, a DeFi chain domain, uh, that I can link it to various different um, addresses, and let's say, um, if I use KuCoin, if I use Bake.io, for instance, right, that I can name these, like, I don't know, uh, .leo DFI or whatever, right, and the other one, KuCoin.leo, whatever, so basically a subdomain of the domain, and use those then um, within the exchange. So instead of keying in then uh, a long uh, alphanumeric number, so to say, I just key in this easy-to-remember uh, name, and that's it. Correct flow, but there is one very important thing to highlight. Every one of these uh, exchanges apps that you are using needs to be integrated with us. So if they are integrated with us, you will be able to use it. If they're not, they won't. But integration is not complicated at all. So once we have the app ready, um, we will. I mean, we already started reaching out actually to people. Uh, to explain how integration happens and we'll try to integrate with as many apps as possible. Okay, cool. So it's basically a protocol and you have to onboard them uh, onto your protocol, so to say. Correct. Plus, you mentioned one very important uh, topic, which is subdomains, and you will be allowed to do subdomains as well. So if you mm -hmm. purchase flow.dfi, you can also have flow.dfi. Okay. Flow dot liam dot dfi if you want to give him some money okay so in that case it means like if i own the domain then all the subsequent subdomains i also own those then correct oh. correct that's the concept that we are working on uh, so it's more or less a, hi a hierarchy so to say a pyramid pyramid and you own the top then you also own basically the bottom yeah okay that's cool um, so you already mentioned the, the use cases here, right? So are there actually any other use cases for Web3 domains apart from the ones uh, you already mentioned? I would say as an investment in the end, if you purchase uh, something on uh, DeFi chain domains, uh, nobody can take it away from you because it's on blockchain. So if you want to purchase a specific name and own it, then resell it in the future, or whatever, once uh, the space will grow more and more, uh, most likely and hopefully will in increase value, then uh, Web3 domain is also an NFT. So uh, once there will be a NFT marketplace, you will be able to sell it also there. Uh, uh, but at the end, the, yes, indeed. So uh, interesting one, right? Okay, so if I'm now a, a guy who wants to speculate, so to say, right, and I go into all these um okay taking this from from the uh from the web uh web 2 uh um ecosystem right so all these three digit domain names are quite valuable so let's say i'm a speculator then i better buy or inscribe or whatever it's called then uh these uh three uh digit domain names because later on if there is a marketplace i may be able to sell those then for a premium right correct Yes. Okay, that sounds cool. Yeah, it's super interesting, actually. Um, just about on that point of like buying the 
different domains and speculating on them. Um, obviously, I imagine it's quite difficult to do this, but like, how do you kind of like handle situations where like maybe someone might buy, let's say, a domain attached to like a, a certain influencer, like I don't know, Vitalik or Julian Yuzin, um, or a potential company like Bake? Um, how have you guys kind of considered that that side of things? It's keeping still uh, myself awake, to be honest, <laughs> when I think about it. It's a tricky yeah. one because on one side, and I love the question because it's something that we think about and we didn't come up with the right solution. Let me tell you um, uh, where I got with the uh, reflection on that one. So if you are democratically approaching it, you allow everyone to buy anything, right? You don't put restrictions in, uh, and that's the freedom concept that we want to have in Web3 as well. Yeah. On the other side, when I think about the risk of scamming, if someone purchases using .dfi when reaching out to other users that are less familiar with the, um, with the app and, and pushing them to give uh, funds uh, to in this instance for this example to not the real using um, I don't like it very much and uh, um, probably I would say being non-democratic and imposing that some addresses are not purchasable and giving them directly to key users is the right way to approach it in my opinion um, I would love to hear everyone's thoughts to be honest that's uh, uh, that's a real tricky one. And both of them are right and not right at the same time. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. It's such a difficult thing. Like, you know, you think of the typical Web3 space and the whole idea is that it's pretty much democratized, so everything should pretty much be open. That's the general nature of it. But then the one thing about human nature is you always have these... Um, these ba bad actors um, who just kind of take opportunities everywhere and will try and steal your money where possible so I can imagine for you guys it's such a headache like you know you want to go with the typical web3 narrative but you also need to protect um, potential customers users whatever in, in, in terms of not having the funds stolen by um, a bad actor right so yeah I can just imagine that it's absolute headache for you guys um, Again, I guess also as well as like, you know, whilst it would be perceived that responsibility would, would kind of, in the eyes of society, reflect towards you, it shouldn't really if you're selling, just selling the names, if you know what I mean. Um, no, no, that's absolutely right. Then at the end, it's a, it's a transaction. But then on the other side, after, at the end of the day, mm. if, you, if I think about 2021, and how uh, everything started to drop and being spoiled little by little in the space is because people were trying to take advantage mm. of uh, of the space. And uh, I wouldn't like to see it happening on our project. Yeah. In a very small form, right? So, for sure, for sure. I can imagine. Um, yeah, I'm sure that's, a, that's, a, that's an ethical debate just right, right in that one subject. So... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, actually, a question which uh, is actually around this topic here as well. Um, so, I I came I came across this, um, and in the ENS world, right? Um, if you own a, a domain, a Web two domain like Microsoft.com or whatever, you 
have the right or it's somehow reserved or whatever, uh, that you can also then get the Microsoft.eth uh, or apple.eth uh, domain basically on the ENS side. Um, considering that you guys uh, more or less forked the, the ENS side, does this actually mean then if I own something in the, in the Web2 world that I can then claim this address then in the, in the Web3 world, so to say in the DeFi chain uh, ecosystem as well? To be honest, not that I know where of, but I can get back to that one, Flo. That's a ah, good okay. question. Okay. Because but we, the, yeah. we, we, it's not, this functionality is definitely not included in the current development, but we can look. Mm, okay. Uh, that would be cool, that. right? Because if you own it, then you can actually rule out um, at least some of this, of this imposter uh, problem you have, right? Where uh, you try to be a Microsoft and Apple or whatsoever then, right? Writing down notes. Good point, <laughs> yeah, that's super interesting. I wasn't aware of that with ENS. Um, that's a very good point, uh, but that's cool. Um, I was just going to ask something off the back of that. Um, oh, yes. Actually, I wanted to just take it back to uh, kind of like the use cases. So um, the whole thing about the the DeFi chain domains is that you kind of eliminate the need to type out that horrifically long uh address to send something which i just think is absolutely fantastic i've lost a lot of money sending it to the wrong address um same here, man. <laughs> yeah when ens came out i bought one instantaneously because it was just so much simpler and anything that makes web3 simple in my book is a huge plus um so uh the use case of sending directly to the domain name instead of the address um and potential speculation around like the nft of it is there any kind of, uh, sorry, and then also the subdomains or use cases that we've spoken about already, is there anything else in terms of like uh, a use case that would be able to be, uh, a use case that would be available straight away or maybe potential potential future use cases that people might be in, aware of? In the future, uh, we, will, we don't know how the space will develop, but ideally that can be, that can become your avatar and you can set picture, all your settings. Ideally, if there is a popular uh, social network that will be coming up in Web3, you will be connecting it and uh, decide what information to share with them from your avatar profile. So that's there's a lot of information that can be added to Web3 domains in connection to your wallet. Nice. So this kind of like becomes about... Um kind of like your identity uh, on chain right so instead of like yeah. um i don't know if anyone's familiar but i've seen recently like uh, a project called gitcoin g-i-t coin um they have a passport that connects that you connect your ens um and it monitor it kind of like uh assesses your on-chain transactions to see kind of like how human you are versus bots so is that something that in terms of like DeFi chain domains that potentially in the future you could use that to identify yourself on chain rather than kyc uh, yes yes ideally yes but then uh, um, i would say one step at a time mm -hmm. but we would like to get there that's one of the use case in uh, our presentation i would say okay awesome yeah that sounds really cool i'm super interested in those type of things sorry i know that was a bit off the cuff as well <laughs> oh but it's a valid question eh? fair, fair. <laughs> okay cool um so then let's maybe 
pull into the the team that you've got a, a DeFi chain domains. Um, can you tell us what the team's like? Who's involved? Um, yeah, that kind of thing. Absolutely yes. So um, I already introduced myself. Uh, then uh, uh, we have two other team members. Uh, all the three of us are Italian. So. Our team member is Stefano, who is the development lead. Stack can essentially do anything and everything. He is a marketeer who learned to code on his own. And he is a development lead for this uh, application. But he generally knows how to do everything and anything, to be honest. Uh, It's incredible to work with him. Fra, Francesco, uh, was a close friend of Stan. I had the opportunity to get to know him. And now, of course, we are friends and working closely. He's a great UX and UI expert, which is one of the other points that we want to have in our project and one of the limitations often of a Web3 space. Uh, myself, always had the love for community management. I strongly believe that it's one of the uh, most effective tools from a marketing, if not the most effective tool from a marketing perspective, now that uh, advertising has a bit spoiled this world. So, um, This space was downloaded via spacesdown.com. Visit to download your spaces today. Learning and BD as well. So I will be the one reaching out to the projects for integration. Okay, sounds cool. Quite a diverse team here, right? Um, And since you uh, just brought it up um, that Francesco is uh, responsible for UI, UX, right? Um, The project itself reminds me quite a bit of uh, what's also going on in the ordinal space, right? If you go to uh, unisets.io, uh, for instance, right, you can also uh, inscribe uh, uh, .sats uh, or yeah, whatever other uh, domains you, you have there, right? And the UX is actually, I would say, quite simple. So if I go to you then, um, how is it done actually? So how do I get my flow.dfi uh, address set up. Perfect. So first step, you end up on, uh, and I will, uh, I spoke with uh, Paddy actually about it a month ago, and uh, there are some screenshots that I shared with him and he added to his article. I will add them as well and share it with you guys on Twitter. So home screen is where you search for your name club. So you type in flow.dfi, uh, let's say it's available, you are then uh, jumping into the, the purchase step. Uh, once you're clicking on the available domain, and the first step will be to register it, assuming that your wallet is connected already to the DeFi Chain Domains app. And then uh, you will mint the domain as an NFT. And then once you have minted it after a minute, then you will end up being uh, the registrant and the controller of that domain. Registrant identifies the owner on the app. Controller who controls the domain. And then it will point to, uh, then there are a few other elements that uh, uh, I mentioned on Medium um, some time ago, and I will share again the articles that are Resolver, Registry, and Reverse Record. Essentially, um, the Resolver 
provides the mapping between DeFi chain address and a .DFI domain. So with this pre-component register controller, you are the registrant, you are the controller, it's pointing at your wallet flow. You connect to an app that is integrated with us. You want to send crypto to Liam. You put in liam.dfi. That app will look at the resolver and say, who is liam.dfi? Is this wallet? Perfect. From who? From flow.dfi, who is that wallet? And transfer the the amount of crypto. And then uh, what else you can do on DeFi chain domains app is manage um, who is the registrant and the controller again, and all the addresses linked to that uh, domain that could potentially extend to other uh, blockchains in the future. Okay, wow, okay, that sounds pretty cool. But in the end, it's, uh, let's say, three, four steps, and you basically then own the, the, the domain, so to say. Yes, very simple, very simple. So, that's, pretty cool. that's pretty cool. And uh, if people are now keen inscribing something or buying something, do you, uh, how much does it actually cost um, to get your hands on a DFI uh, domain? Huh, another good question, Flo. So we are reflecting on that one. We are pretty uh, getting to an agreement where we say uh, we are looking at the, so another very important one, you are not renting the domain. Once you buy it, you own it forever, which is different from ENS that rents the domain. What we are using and we want to use as a benchmark for the pricing is the price, the cost of renting a domain on ENS for 10 years. But then for the final price, uh, that one is the benchmark that we have taken. It will depend on the how you buy it, will depend if EMC will have an oracle or not. One second, sorry. <coughs> Let me get some water. If we have an oracle in DMC, then we can anchor to the USD price and we do not, don't need to go to for a fixed DFI price. So once we know and once we are able to figure it out, we'll let you know more in detail. Ah, okay, okay. Because I, I came across, um, I guess it was on your web website somewhere, that you actually had something in, uh, in mind where um, you charge based on the characters used in the address, so to say, right? Like, uh, yes, mm. good point. Actually, I'm talking about five plus character characters for B, this benchmark oh, on yeah. 10 years of renting of ENS. Then for four and three characters will be more expensive mm. exactly as on uh, ENS. Okay, so in case, uh, getting back to the analogy I, I used earlier, so these uh, high value three letter domains, um, yeah, will not only be more expensive to inscribe, but most likely also carry then a much higher uh, price, so to say, when it comes to a secondary marketplace. Yes. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. So, and as you mentioned, you own it forever, but how do you guys actually make money, so to say, on it, right? Because in the end, you guys are a business. Uh, do you take a commission um, or, yeah, how do you... Um, make some money in, 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 in that case? So in the end, uh, right now, we're investing our time, effort, and uh, and uh, money to develop the uh, DeFi chain domains. And then uh, out of it, 
taking out the cost of building the app and the cost of maintaining, uh, then that will be our profit. Okay, sounds cool. Awesome. Yeah, nice. That sounds really interesting. It's, it's interesting that you've gone for the outright ownership model. Um, I think that's really nice, especially with my ENS. I keep forgetting when I actually need to re-register it because I just rent that. So um, what was it that made you kind of, uh, just out of curiosity, what was it made you decide to have it outright bought rather than, you know, the potential renting model? Uh, that's because actually... <laughs> uh, I like this question again, because this was actually, we were exploring about the pricing model. And then we came up uh, to uh, someone that Vitalik said about uh, ENS, an unstoppable domains that he was quite unhappy. It's a web two parody uh, to rent stuff for stuff. And then we said, yes, I agree with you. And uh, it was very easy to come to a solution where we say, if you buy it, you just get it. It's not Netflix or anything else should be just yours and then you do whatever you want with yours you want to resell liam.dfi in the future up to you none nothing for us yeah that makes a lot of sense um i didn't see that about vitalik and ens but it makes so much sense especially in the web3 space <laughs> um, so i guess maybe just a quick side question because you mentioned it so if i resold my uh domain name because it's an nft would you guys make commission on that or would it just be 100% to uh, me if I resell it? Uh, right now, I believe, I can come back to that one, but I believe we don't have it. But then once we do, once we set up an NFT marketplace in future, uh, if we do it, then uh, it will be like OpenSea getting a commission. Mm. But if yeah. you do that on your own, then uh, we shouldn't get a commission. Pretty confident on that. Okay, awesome. That's really cool. That's really cool. Just thought that was out of interest. I imagine you're still kind of finalizing a lot of details and stuff like that. So I guess that kind of uh, brings into the next question is like, I know you're probably waiting on uh, mainnet for you to launch, but like how kind of uh, soonish would you expect after mainnet goes live on uh, for the MetaChain layer when, when you would be releasing uh, DeFi chain domains? Um, I would say we definitely are not launching half-baked stuff. We have uh, a few challenges right now. Um, uh, we, the biggest challenge would, was to adapting to a new pricing model. As we said before, it was a bit complicated to move from renting to uh, fixed price. Uh, we are still working on fully functional deployment on uh, DNC testnet. And we have some challenges to properly index the contract. Plus, the block time speed is quite slow and it takes ages to mint a domain. So I think we are not very close to launch. We want to have first a very stable uh, blockchain and a very uh, safe project where consumers will be happy and uh, satisfied with the performance. Uh, what I can say is that um, once we are happy in testnet, we would love to invite five people uh, from the community to play around with it and uh, hear what they think about it. And then uh, once uh, these five people as well are happy as us, probably will be time for launching. Okay, that's great. That's great, really. Because um, 
Yeah, you just you just mentioned earlier in one of the, the sentences, um, and you basically just uh, mentioned one of the biggest challenges you guys are facing at the moment. Uh, are there any other challenges um, you, you you're facing at the moment, or is everything else quite smooth? I would say the two things on the table are the indexing. Uh, without indexer, no proper front-end experience, and then the block speed. Those are the two main ones for us right now. Mm, okay. And are these big challenges or are they easy to overcome? Because most of the, the, the guys in the space here most likely don't know much about it, right? So is it, yeah. I would say for the um, second one, uh, we need the DMC testnet to improve performance. For the first one, for the indexer part, um, we need to work on that. It's not easy, but trust me when I tell you the development team is very, very well capable and he is working on that. So I have no doubt we will get that done. No. Nope. Oh, don't have to the <laughs> we, we lost you for... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, this was me, right? Yeah, Liam, go ahead. <laughs> it's all good, man. I wasn't sure whether you're going to say something then or not. It just like randomly cuts out. Okay, awesome. Um, so we kind of get, <clears throat> sorry, getting a bit close towards time. So uh, I will start to open uh, up for Q&A just in a little bit. But just before we do that, um, I guess, so sorry, if you do want to ask questions, just go back and feel free to add a comment um, or a request to speak now. Um, and then we'll, open it up in a minute i see one question already um but before we get into those community-based questions uh leo i've got a question for you so in terms of like working on a project um especially in terms of web3 what kind of like advice would you give to someone who wanted to start like a pro uh, project in web3 or specifically on uh, DeFi chain i would say uh there is no good or bad moment to start uh, but then, uh, and I'm, even myself, I'm not technical, but I started getting close with people who are technical, uh, who know more than me, interacting with the community, understanding what are the pain points, what else is happening on other, uh, in other blockchains as well. And just doing that, uh, you can get an idea and start to get more, I would say, um, uh, together ideas come up. So I would recommend to everyone to interact with people in the community. And we have a great bunch, like you guys, Optim, that is about to give me a killer question right now. Um, same for, for Paddy that I spoke with <laughs> some time ago. And just interact with each other. Uh, come up with an idea, talk with the experts, learn from them. We are all learning in the end. While uh, everyone is uh, trying to play cool and think that they know everything and probably they know. But uh, the process of learning is the best part of interacting with everyone. Yeah, definitely. I can agree. And especially in the DeFi chain community, one thing I've noticed is that people are massively willing to help each other out. So um, I'm sure you probably would have gotten a decent amount of feedback already from the community and they're pretty active about it. So. Yeah, uh, sorry, just before I do open it out, um, I just want to also point out that, um, Leo, you were speaking about, like, you shared screenshots with uh, Petty uh, mm. in an earlier 
uh, podcast. I did just actually, for anyone who's interested, I did just link um, the YouTube uh, YouTube link to that podcast episode. So you can go watch and see the, the different screenshots that Leo was talking about earlier. Um, yeah, so I guess then maybe just to give a, another chance just for people to ask anything or request to speak if they want to. Uh, my final question would be kind of a two parts of it. One, um, where's the best place to follow any updates for your project? And two, uh, is there anything that we haven't asked that you wish we would have asked already? Um, I'm, I'm sure maybe might be some questions on that, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, First one, Twitter, and then after uh, we launch, also Telegram will come so we can interact more closely. Um, especially at the beginning, will be very critical to hear everyone's feedback. And then uh, anything else that has been asked, I want to highlight that we need integrations to all services once we launch. So launching is one thing. We will have a service and it's great. But until we are integrated with uh, all your favorite apps that you're using, um, it won't be working, but rest assured that we will be closely working on that. Integration is very easy and uh, um, we'll keep you posted about it. Nice, nice. That sounds cool. I'm excited about that, integrating into different apps. And um, Okay, I'll, now I'll give Optum the chance to ask his que- the question. Apologies about that. Yeah, hey, uh, no problem, man. Um, can you hear me all right? Yeah, yes, perfect. Yeah, um, hey guys, I just wanted to chime in here. Um, I, first of all, a very cool project. I really like it. Um, also, I was always like, a, I always found it fascinating the, the idea of um, Web3 domains. Um, I was already um, ease, on ease, um, yeah, tried some stuff and I always found it pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I got some questions. So, um, yeah, you went, were talking about like domain squatting or like, yeah, if someone buys a domain, which actually should be more, um, yeah, res- reserved for may- maybe a business or maybe some famous person, or maybe even if someone buys my name, I would be pretty sad. But on the other hand, I just wanted to, to give my two cents to this. Um, I think it's also healthy to have this this kind of development because um, I think in Web2 domains, it's actually pretty similar because like I already created some projects and there the domain was already gone. So you have just to, yeah, either look for another domain or you have to find who's own- the owner and then try to buy it. And yeah, I think it 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 it, um, it leads to a healthy competition somehow. So like, yeah, you can always sell a domain afterwards on the aftermarket. I uh, just want to to mention this here. So I, I think, yeah, as you mentioned, it's it's tempting to to make uh, to create mechanisms to um, yeah maybe don't sell domains to specific users. Maybe don't sell Apple dot dot DFI or something. But on the other hand, it's it, it, this leads automatically to to a way of centralization again. And I think yeah, in Web three, this this can be pretty yeah. Um, problematic i guess uh, even for users who, who think differently than you just wanted to to throw this in there um but um a question i got is um you were mentioning um um of like if you buy a domain once you will own it forever and i was just like um how do you make sure that the domains don't like yeah are occupied forever because when someone dies or something yeah happens to this person the domain will be just gone forever. So even if the 
wallet who would pay the monthly fee is empty, then the domain could go back. But if this doesn't happen, like the domain is gone literally forever. Fair. I mean, thanks, Optim, for your feedback. And uh, I hear you when you say uh, about the it is healthy to have the competition. And uh, I feel it as well. Trust me, one of the biggest dilemmas that we have. Um, so I, I understand where you're coming from. That's why we haven't taken a decision as well yet. And it's good to hear your thoughts. The second one about the, the owning forever and whatever, valid point. But at the end of the day, I would ask you what happens to your wallet if you don't give the address to someone you care uh, as well. And if you forget it, right? So the, it is in line with the concept of Web3 at the end of the day, right? So you need to uh, have a risk management on your side and manage your own belongings accordingly to make sure that everyone has access to uh, stuff under your ownership, I think. Yeah, sure. But but I mean, like, you don't even have an incentive then to make sure that people will give the domain back or sell it because if it, it doesn't cost anything and it doesn't really have like a lot of value, then it's like, yeah, it, it, I think it gets forgotten pretty quickly on, on, on some, some, some address which has no DeFi on it on, or whatever. And then it will, it will just belong to that address forever. And yeah, if you plan to maybe, yeah, if we take over the world, for example, and maybe in 50 years, <laughs> then there will be a lot of domains who are like, yeah, I don't know, lost in the void. Well, fair. That's true. Uh, that's uh, that, that that's part of it. Uh, that's part of the game, I would say, uh, for not the uh, renting. But I, I I really don't like the renting part, man. <laughs> I I know what you mean, but then uh, the 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 I'm fed up with monthly subscriptions all over the place. Let's put it this way. For sure, man. I have too many notifications. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, I also get your points about using domain. I guess it's kind of like any kind of crypto, right? Um, if you die and you don't pass it on to someone and tell them what to do with it, then it's gone. It just makes it more valuable for other people, right? <laughs> so, um, cool. Uh, Optima, I think you're finished now, right? Uh, maybe let's, so. let's um, continue with someone else. I have some more questions, but I will keep them for later if, if we run out of time. Okay. <laughs> Okay, okay, awesome, mate. Appreciate it. Uh, so then I'll open it up to Fabio, who's had his hand raised for a while there. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, Leo, you're the real MVP. I love the project from front to back. Uh, you're putting some great thought into it. And um, my question, uh, it's actually two questions, go into the direction of Optim as well. So one is, of course, when, when this thing is going live, will there be a period, let's just say, maybe from now on until the live date, where people can like voice interest or maybe block some of the, uh, let's say, more important domains. I, I know it's a web-free spirit and all, but uh, I think in the beginning it could be a good thing that you kind of give a 30-day period or 60-day period, whatever time frame, to, for people to actually voice some interest, maybe an open, open auction, maybe, I don't know what uh, kind of form that people can like, go there and if you have multiple parties interested in some of the domains that there is a centralized party maybe controlling uh, a, a few things in the beginning especially when it comes to addresses that have been previously mentioned like i don't know maybe big dot dfi or something like that bigger players may maybe defection info uh, or um, uh, 
DeFi chain income, what, whatever, like bigger community projects that definitely want to have this address and that makes a lot of sense for them to get it, uh, either make this, I don't know, an, a, a, an auction or kind of reserve these addresses. And the second part is where I completely agree with Optim, there needs to be a mechanism that addresses don't end up in the void. I love that you're not taking the rental model, but there are options in between. So maybe just to suggest uh, a, a little bit something like Elon Musk wants to do with Twitter, if you have an address that is no not active for 10 years that has not sent or received anything that it automatically loses ownership. So the only thing that you actually need to do is maybe, I don't know, put five years on it, put 10 years on it. But uh, that if there is some activity on this address, that, um, that the address stays with the owner. And if there is no activity at all, uh, that some kind of automated process happens and the address is being cleaned up again. So these are my only questions. Uh, keep it up. I love everything you guys are doing. And uh, thanks for, for participating in the space. Thank you, Fabio. A pleasure to hear your questions. I'm afraid uh, uh, I'm scared of you now because I think you're reading my mind. That's exactly what we are looking at uh, right now <laughs> on the, what to do if pre-registration is a thing and uh, what could be the rules of the game over there. Uh, we just don't want to, didn't want to talk about it until we find it that is uh, technically safe, okay, and uh, uh, fair to set. Uh, if we can do something similar and it looks fair to everyone, I think that will be the best way to proceed. If it's not technically feasible, we will look for something else. But that's exactly the kind of feedback as well we want to hear. Also about the mechanism, uh, thanks for the suggestion. We will look into that as well. I think that would be great, right? If you don't use it, uh, no activity for five, ten years can go back. It's something that we haven't thought about it. And uh, rest assured, we'll discuss. Thanks, Fabio. Thank you, Leo. That's awesome. That's actually a pretty cool suggestion, like that. Um, I think, sorry, there was one question I almost forgot about in the uh in, in the comments, um, and then we can start wrapping things up. Um, it was from Steak Pyre. I don't know if I'm butchering that name or not, but um, the question was, is there something, some kind of protection against similar names like Liam.dfi versus Liam.dfi in the case of lowercase versus uppercase? Um, so, oh, okay, Lower, lowercase l versus uppercase i. So I think... Um, what they're saying is, is let's say if it was Liam dot DFI spelled correctly, L I A M, and then someone tried to manipulate it by using a capital I and then spelling I A M dot DFI, um, is that kind of making sense? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I understand. So if it's uh, if it's the same letter, uh, uh, big capital letter or non capital letter, that that's still the same letter, so that yes. wouldn't be allowed. Okay, so that's that's uh, being guarded against. Yes, but then of course it's uh, L Y A M. Then we cannot block, of course, right? Different yeah. letters then can play around how they want. Um, that makes. Sense. I would have a question here as well. Uh, do you guys support uh, emojis here as well? Oh, good question. <laughs> I need to test it once I get the <laughs> next version of the app. I will test it for you and keep you okay. posted. Okay, let me know. <laughs> This is so interesting. Never even thought of emojis and in, yeah. in the names. That's crazy. Okay, you just blew my mind a bit there. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. Then I'll, I've got probably time for one more question, so I'll throw it back to Optima if he's got any questions. Yeah, if no one else um, has a question. Um, so, 
Um, are you guys um, already thinking about creating an aftermarket or uh, some kind of some kind of marketplace um, where people can sell, buy, make offers, or yeah, list them for selling? Um, or is this something you will yeah hope for the community to do? Or what what are the plans? I think we should not immediately. So uh, that will be step two of a project, but we are there because at the end, as we said before, the domains are, are NFT. So if we get up and running a NFT marketplaces, you would be able to trade domains and maybe we can start with domains trading only and we can enlarge it to something else. Uh, but yes, we want to have it in future, though not immediately. First, we want to get this one up and running correctly. Mm. So actually, what a lot of projects are doing is a simple P2P marketplace under quotations on a Discord server, for instance, right? Where just do P2P uh, purchases and uh, especially in the early days of a project, right? Could be something you guys know to think about. Thanks for the recommendation. We'll check on that one. Um, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Nice. Yeah, I like the idea of a, an aftermarket if you guys do that. I'm sure it'll bring an extra revenue for you guys too. Um, yeah, that's just on the hour mark now. So um, that's about every time, time. That's about time. Everything we've got time for. My God, language. Um, okay. So thank you everyone for joining into the live space and for anyone who will be listening in the future to the recording for now. Um, just want to give special thank you to Leo for joining us and telling us about the amazing stuff that's going on in DeFi chain domains, something that being an idiot in the tech space that I am, I really appreciate people who do projects like this that make it, uh, tech side of things a lot simpler for me. Um, so thank you so much for joining us, mate. Thank you very much to all of you. It has been a pleasure. Looking forward to hearing more comments to anyone listening afterward. And let's keep in touch. We would love to be back in the next six months uh, when uh, hopefully DMC is launched and we have um, something delicious close to go live to show. <laughs> nice. I like that little bit of teasing there. Excellent work, mate. Um, but yeah, for sure, definitely be happy to have you guys back on. So next time you have something, do let us know. Um, and thank you to Flo for stepping in and helping me with the hosting. Um, always great to hear another German accent out there, so that's great. Um, and then uh, <laughs> the the next space that we will be having should be on the 11th of October. This time it will be with uh, Ebox, who did have a little bit of a teaser with last week. Um, so be sure to join us there. So thanks again, Leo and Flo, and thanks to Fabio and Optum for your guys' questions, and also Stake Spire, uh, Pire. Sorry, butchering the names. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Have a good you. one. Take care. Bye-bye.